The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, though, I want to come back to a story, or rather, I do in a moment, a story we covered earlier as well, which is Pascal Donahue. But first, I want to mention that we've teamed up here with Viatel to give you the chance to win a luxury trip to Limerick to see Munster against the Ospreys in Thomond Park. So Viatel offer Irish enterprises the cutting edge in performance plus best-in-class networking, connectivity and solutions with 24-7 support from their Limerick, Dundalk and Blanchardstown offices. The prize includes two tickets to go see Munster against the Ospreys in Thomond on the 17th of February, luxury overnight stay in Limerick at the five-star Savoy Hotel with dinner and breakfast included and if that wasn't enough, 500 quid spending money on top. So to enter, simply answer the following question. What famous stone is found beside the River Shannon in Limerick City? Text the word rugby, your answer and your name and send it to us now on 53106. And don't forget to give your business next generation performance and support. Visit Viatel.com. Now, I did mention Pascal Donoghue and the fact that he was before the doll today uh, offering another statement clarification on expenses and campaign contributions in 2016 and 2020 and he was answering some of the opposition's questions as well in that regard. Finian McGrath is with me now who is a former colleague in government of Pascal Donoghue's and a former Minister for Disabilities. Finian, you're welcome to the show. How do you assess everything that has happened and is Pascal Donoghue's position as Minister still tenable? Uh, good evening, Kieran. Can I say, first of all, that uh, I watched the debate today earlier on the doll, and I was observing it very, very closely, and I thought he, he put on a fairly strong performance. I know he didn't from the personal, my personal experience of Pascal over the years. I, I knew it was a situation he did not want to be there at all, dealing with these kind of issues. So I basically, but I still think, though, that uh, as somebody who's worked with him both as a minister for four years, but I knew him as well outside politics before he became a TD, when he was a senator, when he was a backbench TD, and I also got to know him earlier on in his political career through the late Tony Gregory. So I would have a fairly good insight mm-hmm. into him on a personal human level. So I always found Pascal, uh, I would say, I'd first of all, David, as a minister, he was very competent, he was very strong, he was very decisive. He was very fair, and he was always very inclusive to me. And I'm speaking now, Kieran, as an independent TD. I'm not a supporter. Of course, we had lots of political rows and debates, but Pascal was never, ever personal, and he never played the man. So that's, that was my experience of him. Uh, on a lighter note, he, Pascal, uh, one of the reasons I got to know him was he was very interested in music and football, which are two of my hobbies outside politics. And he was a Bose fan, and I'm a Shelburne fan. So we used to have bit of fun about that as well over the years. But in relation to today's debate, yeah. I, talk, I thought he handled himself fairly well in a very, very difficult situation. And I think now the final, uh, I think the, the debate in the doll has finished. And I now think the next move now is for SIPO to do their job and get out and to see if there's any any other issues that arise in the future. Mm. Yeah, so y- you would accept, would you, and I, I assume the answer to this is yes, given Pascal had thrown his hands up and admitted as much, you would accept he is guilty of some level of wrongdoing here. Well, he made a mistake, yeah. and, I, and he's acknowledged that. I mean, I'm, I, we all make mistakes in life, and, and this is what I'm saying, is we need to get this thing into proportion. Yes, he made the mistake, and he's accepted responsibility, and he's certainly paying a high price over the last week in relation to responding to it. But the bottom line is, and if, if, if somebody does something wrong or makes a mistake, there has to be consequences as well. But, I mean, is, the con- is, is one of the consequences that he's going to be dismissed as minister? Absolutely, as far as...
far as I'm concerned, no, because I found him very competent and very fair and very inclusive as a minister. And I don't say that lightly. I had lots of rows mm. with, the, with them in government and with the, some of his colleagues in government, uh, many heated rows. But the bottom line was, is the person good enough, whether he's in Fianna Fáil or Sinn Féin or an independent, if a person is good enough, you should always point that out. And it worries me with the, 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 the way the debate the way the debate is going because I think we kind of forget at times uh, about the person and also about the competence person but absolutely if Sipo decides that he's made some error and it's a serious error he has to take the consequences I accept that point and the first person to accept that too by the way from the Pascal that I know would be Pascal himself we all make mistakes listen I made a mistake in 2007 over my returns and I remember very well I got a donation from my brother which was slightly over the limit and uh, I just, as soon as it was in the middle of a campaign, I just bumped it into the election account. And then when I filled it in, I just, uh, I recorded the thing. And the next thing was pointed out to me that it was actually over the, over the limit. I had to return the money, but it wasn't the end of the world. I made a mistake. Yeah. I made a cock up in the heat of an election. I was fighting for my life in the last seat in the constituency. So I get that. I understand that. So, I mean, the argument being that that there are degrees of wrongdoing and the punishment yep. must fit the crime. Correct. So let's explore this idea that, you know, people are losing sight of, of the value of, of Pascal Donoghue as a minister and if he's capable of doing the job, he should be allowed to do the job. I mean, to a degree, it's the job of opposition to hold the government to account. And as you well know, I mean, if they smell a little bit of blood in the water, they'll try and inflict damage. I, I, I doubt many suspect Pascal is going to lose his job, but they'd like to think maybe that inflict a little bit of damage on government that might linger come the next election. Um, have they gone overboard, though, in terms I, of the I, I'm firmly convinced that, they, uh, that everybody's gone overboard on this issue because, and I also think they're playing the, the man rather than the ball. I mean, absolutely, I agree that you have to hold the government accountability and the job of the opposition is to hold the government accountability. But for God's sake, get a, get a life as far as I'm concerned. We have a huge housing crisis. We have a man that was killed in a hospital in Cork. We have security of our nurses and doctors in hospitals now an issue. And I think we've got to focus on those issues. And that is the job of opposition. I don't think nitpicking over a couple of hundred euro over the limit, blah, 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 thing like that, is a huge issue for the vast majority of people. We have thousands of young people at the moment in their 30s, to 20s and 30s, and we should be getting on and trying to fix the housing crisis and fix the health crisis. And the job of opposition is to come up and challenge the government on those issues, not spend hours and hours of valuable political time and all time discussing where a guy made a mistake. And if he did make a mistake... Yeah. He's put his hands up and he's accepted that and he's apologised. And I'd say, get on with it now. As far as I'm concerned, it's over. But of course, I have to respect what Sipo are doing with their investigation. Yeah, like, you know, I, I know we had this report yesterday, say, about the child and adolescent mental health yeah. services. This really shocking. Well, yeah. I said sh- shocking it is, not surprising. Mm. We've been dealing with this for years, this mm. uh, uh, this problem. Uh, and I, I saw a few people pointing out that, you know, that was barely getting discussed in the doll today and said most of the day was going to be spent talking about, you know, a 400 euro van Correct. rental uh, from an election three years ago. You know, at the same time, like, is it true to say that this is kind of uh, new ground for Irish politics? I've, 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 opposition not always played the man. I've pers- has personality not always come into it? I know that there, there, I, 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 there, there is a little kind of human interest story there, and I accept that point. 
but not at the excessive level it's getting in the dull time. And that's my issue. I mean, I just, I, I, when I was minister for four years and every Tuesday I has to, used to have to go into the cabinet meeting and fight my con or disabilities. And in fairness, and this is, what I, this is why I'm kind of supporting Pascal uh, on a personal level, he was always supportive of me in a disability issue. For example, a medical cars for children and the domiciliary care allowance. He gave me the money and the budget for, for that. Also, one of the last things they did when I walked out of Dáil Airden, I was always on about the assessment and need issue, and Pascal gave me an extra bit of funding to fund another 100 speech and language therapists to try and make a dent on the, on, on the waiting list. And the third thing that he was very supportive of me when I went over to the United Nations on the UN Convention with the Rights of Persons with Disability, he was thoroughly supportive of me for my four years in the thing to make sure that was done because he understood the issue of disabilities and he understood the issue of uh, of making sure that we fund the services for people with disabilities. So from my point of view, that's why I'm saying he was very supportive. Mm. But of course, I was always looking for more and he'd run me out the door on many occasions when he, when he wouldn't give me an extra 10 million or 5 million, whatever I was looking for. But those are all. But you, when you're in politics, uh, people have to realise. Now, I think the opposition should realise this as well. as they, they, they need to understand the C word. C word is compromise. I compromised when I went into government. I was an independent. I compromised when I went into government to seek how to do five or six good things for people with disabilities. I went in and did, a, did some of them and I achieved some of my targets. But the bottom line is, Pascal was the essence of compromise. He was able to deal with people from different viewpoints, different traditions. But the bottom line, he was competent and that's the issue. And if you ask most people in Leinster mm. House, they'll say that to you privately. But of course, they'll have a go. they see him. He's vulnerable on a couple of posters and a couple of vans and all that issue. So of course, they're going to try and uh, damage him and, and damage the, the government. I, I accept yeah. that as political reality. And I'm not moaned about that. I got myself when I was in government. But the bottom line is, we need to pull back, look at the idea from a proportion point of view and say to yourself, listen, is this really such a big issue? And then in relation to the, 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 the corruption, I could see his body language today when they were kind of hinting that uh, there was some sort of corruption involved. Mm. That's one thing I know about Pascal Dunhu. He ain't corrupt. And it compared to 30 years ago in Ireland where we had serious corruption on, on serious money given to yeah. ministers and Taoiseach, etc. And all of a sudden, this issue is, becomes a big, sexy well, issue. Uh, so I don't if, 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 if he's guilty of engaging in corruption to the tune of 400 euro, he's guilty of idiocy <laughs> uh, uh, more than anything else. Anyway, Finian, yeah. listen, thanks for joining us. Finian McGrath is a former Minister for Disabilities. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.